SBR, the People's Pod, giving you unfiltered, unqualified content every single week. I'm Clippy's Joe. Welcome back, everyone. What's up, everybody? Feels good to get it back in. Feels good to get in rhythm. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. We are back with another pod for the people. So, <laughs> we're going to do something a little bit different today. I'm going to be leading the rundown. Cliff is still not totally recovered from I'm everything not that's happened. I'm not 100. Let's be honest. I'm not 100. I'm not I'm not back to to 100% either. I don't think any of us are and uh, we'll talk about some of that. Um so today I'm going to be heading up the rundown, guys. Sorry, the energy's not going to be <laughs> I can't I can't reach cliff levels. But um no I'll do one my can. best here. <laughs> no one can. That's true. No one on earth can. <laughs> Uh, so today, what we're going to talk about is we are going to talk about the Super Bowl, of Ooh. course, uh, everything uh, related to the Super Bowl. Uh, we're going to talk about the upcoming All-Star Game. Uh, we didn't get to cover kind of who made it, who didn't make it, but we're going to start with uh, the Kobe effect. Ooh, more Kobe. More Kobe. We, we're we not done with Kobe. Um, I wasn't sure last week where we would be this week, but... It seems like Southern California and much of the world is still reeling in the aftermath of Kobe's tragic death, um, his death, along with Gianna and seven others who were on that helicopter with them. Uh, the Lakers finally played a home game after I think they were off 16 days because of the Grammy road trip and then the canceled game. And um, I thought the memorial and the home a lot of us were waiting for the the home game and they did the memorial. They had some beautiful tributes. There were songs. There were... I mean, there's all kinds of stuff. Uh, some statements, if you hadn't caught them, Vanessa finally released a statement. She said, there aren't enough words to describe our pain right now. I take comfort in knowing that Kobe and Gigi both knew that they were so deeply loved. We were so incredibly blessed to have them in our lives. I wish they were here with us forever. They were our beautiful blessings taken from us too soon. I'm not sure what our lives hold beyond today, and it's impossible to imagine life without them. But we wake up each day trying to keep pushing because Kobe and our baby girl Gigi are shining on us to light the way our love for them is endless and that's to say immeasurable I just wish I could hug them kiss them and bless them have them here with us forever um, that was part of a kind of beautiful Instagram message that she put out um, one of the things Rob Palinka said just this thing and it, it kind of reminded me of what you said but he said on Sunday I lost my best friend and my sweet goddaughter, with that, there has been an amputation of part of my soul. Hmm. That's, and when he said it, I, I, when I heard that on the radio, um, I was like, man, I feel like that's how a lot of us feel. It, it It's how I felt. It's like what I said, and it still rings true, and I still believe, and everything you're talking about, how we're not over it, it it's hard to get over a crater. Like hmm. like a meteor hitting Earth, and now that there's this huge crater left there, like how do you fill it? Sure, time, sure, people coming together and all this stuff, but it's it's there right now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there have been a lot of tributes and stories. Was there any? Were there any that have stuck out to you, or that helped you, or that you just felt like, oh man, this was? With every single one, it actually helps. I was really glad we did the pod because I, I we got a lot of positive feedback that a lot of people telling us like it, it it was like a sweet thing for us to do and it really helped and and I, I mentioned this on the pod that I did it for me, um, but really like 
hearing everybody talk about it, uh, knowing you're not alone in yeah. the world, yeah. like one of the best things that's happened is it's really brought people together. Yeah. Uh, you know, race, color, class, creed, uh, political views. Everyone is mourning Kobe. Yeah. And, you know, he, he transcends LA. It transcends the Lakers. You know, he is LA. Like he is Los Angeles and he is this microcosm of people that you can do it if you put your mind to it kind of belief. And for you know that guy to be gone it sucked but i think as the as time has passed a little bit i know people are still hurting but now like the good memories are coming back and like the funny stories of him and like Shaq made fun of him on tnt um what the heck what happened i, I have no idea what just happened that how was long, so weird how long was it going <laughs> <laughs> what was the last thing you heard um uh, brings people together Oh my god, I went on for a lot longer than that. <laughs> Did you stop recording or are you still recording? No, I'm still recording, okay, so you'll okay, have good. it. Okay, good, good. <laughs> okay. This anyway. is SBR, guys. <laughs> this this is this is what you guys are signing up for, okay? But basically what it all came down to, what I'm trying to say, is that with each passing person talking about it, you kind of feel something uh you know feel a connection with somebody else and then now that we're kind of one week past it you're starting to get the funny stories again like Shaq made fun of him on tnt yeah uh, of how how he used to practice without the ball like he'd go 100 <laughs> percent. yeah <laughs> yeah and, and, uh, and the coach would be going over like <laughs> everybody's huddled around and the coach is like telling the game plan and kobe's over in the corner by himself just like doing moves Without like, the ball. And that's so Kobe. Yeah. It's so Kobe. And I like Kendrick Perkins talked about how he. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like he, he crossed him up. And then he. What did he say? Coming back. He was like. He's like, dude, Ken Kendrick, don't make me take that other ACL. Yeah. He said, don't make me snatch that other ACL. Yeah. But I, I liked how that was after he lost in the finals. And he was devastated. He saw Kendrick Perkins in Vegas and he was just yeah. like, what up Perk? Yeah. You know? And he was just like generous off the court. And I think that's kind of the insight that we didn't really get from Kobe. You know, he never right. told us those stories, right? These other people cherish those stories. They're private. Like Kobe values his privacy. I don't want to share these stories. And now it's kind of like spilling out. So it's yeah. kind of cool to see a different side. It's crazy. His reach. Like, as much as we're fans and we knew that Kobe was global, you know, we knew that Kobe was an icon. But, like, Mike Breen told a story on the air, I think. I think it was during the game. That story about um, the cab in China. China. Mm -hmm. Dude, that's crazy, man, that a guy just... Uh, Openly like, wept. Yeah, well, if you didn't hear the story, I mean, it was during the game. But he said that he got in a cab in China and, you know, the the cab driver was like... This was during the Olympics, right? And, you know, the cab driver, the Beijing Olympics, oh, wait. The cab driver was like, just looked at him, couldn't speak English, and just said, like, NBA. And Mike Breen just nodded his head. He was like, yes, you know, yeah, you know, I'm here with the NBA or I'm part of the NBA. And he just says, Kobe Bryant. And Mike Breen says, yes, you know, let, I know Kobe Bryant. And then he, the guy just weeps. <laughs> he just cries because he met somebody who knew Kobe Bryant. Two degrees of separation. Yeah. Which is pretty crazy. And 
it's just like the the number of like Nick Kyrgios. Nick Kyrgios in the Australian Open came out with a Kobe jersey and was like really emotional on the court. And it was and afterwards they asked him like, "Do you know Kobe?" And he was like, "No, I've never met Kobe. It's just that he's a basketball fan." One of the things he actually said was, Bas- "Basketball is like the most important sport to me." <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought was weird. I mean, it's a this is a professional tennis player, but right. he was like, "Basketball's my life. Like it's like everything." And that's crazy. I mean, just, you know, Rafa commented on it. Djokovic was really emotional. Um, Football players writing on the Russell Wilson. Stefan Diggs comes on Fox Sports to do like a, this was pre-Super Bowl, like a little Super Bowl, you know, prediction stuff. And then at the end, they're just like, oh, by the way, you know, obviously the tragedy with Kobe, like, did you know Kobe? He just breaks down immediately. He's like crying. And... And he talks about how much Kobe meant to him and his and how inspiring he was. And just it is. I mean, I agree with you. I think it is a little bit everything just gets us a little bit closer to feeling normal. I t- I had a conversation with the cashier at Sprouts the other day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was wearing a Kobe jersey. And I was just like, Oh yeah, you know, it's been like a tough week. Did and you promote like, yeah. did you promote a spear? I did not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I apologize to you, but um, I did not. I did not say, hey, by the way, we do a sports podcast. We, <laughs> we give you uh, weekly content every single week. I so just I'm, felt I'm, like we were sharing our grief stories and <laughs> it wasn't right. It wasn't, it wasn't the, right, the moment. It wasn't the moment. <laughs> it wasn't the right moment. <laughs> I was trying my best to slip it in there, but it just didn't, it didn't feel right. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I agree. I, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but no, no, yeah. I, I was I was at a Super Bowl party, and then someone's like, "Hey, uh, I listen to your pod," and she was like, "I have no idea what you guys are referencing or talking about." <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> what? What? <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs> I appreciate. I do appreciate you. Thank I heard you. someone if else you- say that they laugh just because we're laughing. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> Thanks for the support, <laughs> but thank Maybe you. We should explain more things <laughs> that we talk about. Thank you, guys. I, I do appreciate it. Anyway, anyway. Both of you, the one who doesn't know and the one who laughs because we laugh. Thank you, both of you. We appreciate you. Um, okay, so let's get into some stuff. I want to talk about try to get back to NBA stuff Yep. in a, in a post-Kobe world. Um. So I want to talk about how you how the NBA maybe this season and some other things moving forward will be different. Uh, so let's go definitely maybe style. Um. So for those of you who don't know, <laughs> definitely maybe is a game that we play. Speaking of, <laughs> and um, the game is the three choices are definitely, definitely not, or maybe, and you only get to use one maybe. So. Uh, starting with number one, the Lakers. Uh, so again, getting back to that first home game against the Blazers, it was an emotional night of tributes. Uh, Dame, who's been on fire, dropped 48, 10, and 9. Uh, AD had a good game, 37, 15, and 6. Kuz came to play, 17 and 15 rebounds. Uh, LeBron kind of had a, to me, seemed like a subpar game, uh, 22, 10, and 8, not very efficient. Um, 
So, Cliff, definitely maybe the Lakers should have won the game on Friday. Mm-hmm. Basically, the question is, do you think they should have won or, you know, do you give them a pass? I give because them a pass. it was an emotional night. So, definitely not. Definitely not. I, I think people handle their grief differently, mm. you know, and some people cave and some people can compartmentalize and use it as motivation, right? Mm. So... Kobe is that beast, right? That takes everything as motivation and turns turns it into it's alchemy, basically. Just mm. Claps his hands together and turns it into motivation. Yeah. Uh, you know, we've learned over time that LeBron is not that kind of beast. Mm. You know, like LeBron is more human. Thinks about everything else. You know, thinks about his own family a lot. Um, you know, his the All Star jersey is going to be two because of Gigi. You know, not because of Kobe, and and we know that he does things that are a lot of times self serving, like for his brand, for his image, and all that stuff. So it's there's a lot more that weighs into it versus single mindedly focused Damian Lillard, who's going to come in and just turn everything into motivation. Um, it's it's hard carrying the weight of a city on your shoulder, like the the grief of a city on your shoulders. So in that sense, I give them a pass because it's, man, I, I, I I wouldn't be able to do it. Mm. I I wouldn't be able to come out and just give everything knowing that there's something else on my mind. I could barely do the podcast. Remember when we did the (laughs) Avengers Endgame podcast and we were watching Damian Lillard on TV? We couldn't even do the podcast at the same time that something else was going on, let alone something as huge as the death of the icon of L.A. Mm. So I say definitely not. So I'm going to say definitely. Mm. And it's not – like I want to be careful because I don't – I don't like I understand what you're saying, you know, and I do agree like people deal with grief differently. But I think like I think there's two ways for sports to respond to tragedy. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's typically these these two things that we that people say. Right. One is it doesn't matter because there's bigger things happening in the world. Okay. Right. And this is kind of when you like cancel a game. This is when you like after 9-11 or something. Right. It's right. like, yeah, there's there's this sense that like, OK, there, sports never has really had a significant, you know, it's not significant. What they actually do, what actually happens is not significant. Therefore, when bigger things are happening, it doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. Right. But the second way to look at it is it matters that much more because bigger things are happening. Mm hmm. Do you know what I mean? It's kind of like the idea that um, in some senses, like, for example, after 9-11, so not immediately after, but then a little bit after, it was like, yeah, this is this is us celebrating our, like, being American, mm-hmm. you know, and it brings us together. And it is one of those places, it's one of those arenas where you can um, – eliminate a lot of the discord and a lot of the kind of political talk and a lot of different, you know, you may have different beliefs and different kind of ways that you look at the world and different races and you come from different backgrounds and all this kind of stuff. But sports is that one kind of unifying thing, mm-hmm. right? And in some ways it, it means that much more when things are hard outside. Mm-hmm. And I kind of wish that 
that was what we went for. You know, like, I, you know, and I have nothing. I, I'm not really like I don't want to criticize like LeBron for what he said or anything like that. But like, I kind of wish he just said, hey, you know, like this sucks, like totally. And we're all grieving right now. But for the next whatever, two hours, two and a half hours, we're just going to like we're just going to go to basketball. Mm-hmm. You know, we're just going to win this game. Right. We're, we're going to give you something to just cheer for, to just be happy about just in this moment. Right. Because that's always what sports has been it is this like it is something that you put a a great deal of emotion into which ultimately is trivial Mm -hmm. but in a way it's like that's what makes sports great right that's why so many people and this is the most ironic thing about it if you say like oh sports ultimately doesn't matter well the thing is the reason everyone's sad is because kobe played basketball Mm mm-hmm like basketball was the thing that made Kobe into the inspirational figure that he was. It was really basketball. The fact that he, you know, gave his all, the fact that he sacrificed, the fact that he would die to play basketball. That that was it. That was the inspiration right there. And I kind of just I mean, I don't know. I, I I do give them a pass ultimately. But it's crazy. I feel like we would have been like we would have taken a big step forward if we had won that game. Like that's the kind of game that you have to come into and say, this is more than a basketball game right now. Like we have to win this game because it means a lot to just, you know what I mean? To just have something for this city. And I mean, I I think showing up was enough. Showing up, Having the memorial, playing together, being united. I mean, one of the things that um, a lot of the commentators were saying, the Laker commentators specifically, like Mike Trudell, is that this locker room is like tight now. Like mm, they yeah. are really together. And honestly, the the trade rumor noise has really died down. Yeah. Um, as Although much as it can, it's it's except starting back except up. <laughs> except the Kuzma stuff just started coming back up Again. today. Of course, with the trade deadline coming close, but right. Like they're in it together, and I don't think one game is make or break for this for the momentum that they've created. But right, I give them a pass. Like it's mm. hard. It's 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 the first game. Sure. I mean, ultimately, I give them the pass too. Well, let me let's go to this. Okay. Uh, definitely, maybe the Lakers will have th- this. Will give them the inspiration to win the championship this season. Definitely. But I think it's given, like, this is the legacy that Kobe has kind of passed down. He's given that inspiration to not just the Lakers, but everybody. Uh. Like, Kyrie has it now. Dame has it now. Like, Kawhi and PG's just said they're going to win a championship for Kobe and bring it to LA. Wait, but do you think the Lakers will win the championship this season? I got a question is this will give the Lakers the inspirational motivation to win the championship. Lakers specifically? Yes. Like, basically, this will propel the Lakers to the championship this season. I don't think this is the thing that will propel them. Hmm. Uh, I don't know how to phrase this. I feel like they were already primed to win the championship. Right. right? Um, I don't think the thought of Kobe is going to cross LeBron's mind 
when it's three seconds left against the Clippers and they're down three. Sure. But what if they're like, what if they're down three, two in the finals? And then they'll say, let's do it for Kobe. Yeah. That's, you know what I mean? Sure. Um, I still think they're the favorites. So I don't know if it's like the motivation really. I I don't know. Uh, mm, I, I, I'd say not. Mm, okay. Next one. The NBA should change the logo from Jerry West to Kobe. I think definitely. Mm. Co- okay. Here's my thing. People, NBA, Adam Silver, Nobody dribbles the ball like that anymore. Okay, <laughs> I'm what sorry, is, Jerry West. I'm sorry, but that's not how people dribble the ball. What? Do you, how is he dribbling the ball? His, his hip is like way off to the side, <laughs> and his legs are like together. <laughs> what? And then the ball is like way out. Like no, no, that's not that's not how basketball looks. Look, the NBA logo really is red blue and a white figure if you really changed it to kobe how much different would it be like really how much different like for me it's less about kobe's legacy and more just about people don't dribble the ball like that (laughs) just get someone more modern Sorry, I should have I should have explained a little bit more, but there's if you didn't know, there is a petition on change.org to make Kobe Bryant the new NBA logo. It is, if you look at it, it's not that different from the, the Jerry the West same. logo. It's slightly more modern way of dribbling. It looks he looks a little more balanced. His legs are not <laughs> he's driving to the lane, right? So you're you're you've you've dropped down, your center of gravity is much lower when you're driving to the lane, right? Jerry West is standing straight up. No <laughs> one dribbles like that. He's standing straight up and he's like And his hip is somehow, out. Though. Um, the petition at the moment has 3.1 million people have signed it. I think they're trying to get to 4.5 million. Um, I'm also a definitely on this. I think the logo is not an official award or anything. Uh, I posted about this on Facebook, but... It's just like a thing. Like the original logo was based on a picture of Jerry West in 1969. He was still a player. And the NBA even at the time denied that it was him because they didn't want anybody to know who the logo was. They just wanted it to be. It happened to be a picture of him that was used to create the silhouette. Uh, We can't do Jordan because he's got the jump man and that's owned by Nike or him or I'm not even exactly sure, but they're not going to give it up. It's really expensive. They're making tons of money off that. So they're not going to do that. Um and most, a lot of casual fans don't know that Jerry West is the logo. Like, you know, non-basketball people, people who just kind of watch a game once in a while. Uh, I asked know who this. Jerry West is? Yeah, she didn't know, and she does watch basketball. And so it, it looks basically similar to the original one. I say we just do it. It will, if you change the logo to anybody else, nobody's going to really care. Many people probably won't even notice. But if you change it to Kobe, I think it helps us to... Like Kobe, obviously, more than anything, he's not the you know the goat or anything, but he, I do think he embodies what the NBA is really about, you know, and he's a huge icon in the sport. Let's just change the literal icon <laughs> so that it looks like him. Whatever you think about Kobe, he was a stylish player. Right, like he he had the pizzazz of the what flair. you would want a player to play like, you know, like. 
no one's going to the gym and is like, you know, I want to be Elton Brand, you know? <laughs> Are you saying they don't they don't shoot uh like fadeaway threes and be like, Jerry? <laughs> no. Nobody does that. No, there is a reason. I was thinking about this, right? Like, why do people say Kobe? <laughs> it's because it's so stylish. And the name rings so true. That's and true. he shoots every shot. <laughs> so, there's, like... I yeah. think it's really because there's no shot Kobe has turned down. <laughs> he yeah. never turned down. There, there wasn't a shot he didn't like. And so, no matter what you're doing, when you're shooting a ridiculous shot... You're just like Kobe. Kobe. And if it exactly. goes in, then, you know, it goes in. Okay. Last one. LeBron will carry on Kobe's legacy. So Okay, expand uh, on that. Yes, I will expand on it a little bit. LeBron had a long post on IG. Uh, here's an excerpt below after Kobe's death. Uh, he started with condolences, of course. He said he sent his condolences out, you know, to the family and to everyone. But this was part of it. He said, I promise you, I'll continue your legacy, man. You mean so much to us all here, especially uh, hashtag Laker Nation. And it's my responsibility to put this beep on my back and keep it going. Please give me the strength from the heavens above and watch over me. I got us here. So Cliff, Kobe's legacy. Kobe's legacy is kind of Mamba mentality, as we have discussed, right? Do you think... Or definitely, maybe, LeBron will be the one to carry on the legacy of Kobe Bryant. Uh, I think this is layered. Mm. Um, will Do I think he will carry on Kobe's Laker legacy? No. Mm. LeBron has his own legacy already. Uh, but I do think LeBron will carry on the player's brotherhood legacy. Mm. like uh the, the like you know i give it back like i'll take people under my wing like i'll mm. talk to guys mm. young mm. king like whether it's selfish that he does young king or like it actually <laughs> makes people feel good about it like right. he's gonna carry on that part how well he'll do it uh, i don't know but he's at least going to usher that on i think the whole thing about Kobe's death has really brought people to look introspectively about what really matters and being good to people around you, right? And sure. so I think he will be good to the people around him. He's really already a great family man, and he's going to start giving back to the game, especially his son is going to be in the league. And, you know, all these people that love LeBron are going to be like, oh, my gosh, I get to play with Bronny. And then LeBron comes, he's like, oh, you, what's up, man? I've been watching you. And he's going to be like, oh, like, he'll carry that part on. Mm. He can never carry on the Kobe legacy in L.A. Like, it's impossible. It, mm. It's like, it's 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 impossible for him. He's had too late of a start. Like, way too late of a start to be able to carry that. Like, he can be... Uh, it's kind of like Saved by the Bell and then when Tori came in. <laughs> instead of... And then they took out Kelly and Jesse. Like, uh, mm. I guess the show survived. You know, but okay, is it really wait. carrying on? <laughs> wait, wait. Let me stop you there, okay? Actually, I think it's more like Saved by the Bell, but in the later seasons, Zach has to leave. Mm -hmm. Right? The question is, can Slater carry on and be the new Zach? No. No one is Zach. You can only be the best Slater you can be. 
<laughs> that actually fits pretty well because Kobe is more like a Zach and LeBron is more like a Slater. Mm-hmm. If you think about it. AC Slater. Um, I mean, what do you think? I'm also definitely not. Um, in terms of the Mamba stuff, in terms yeah. of the, the Mamba mentality, I do agree with you. LeBron, obviously, he is a kind of a leader in the league, you know, and he already has been that for a while. But Kobe did have that kind of big brother. Like a lot of players still talk to him. You know, he was mentoring them. Guys like Kyrie, guys like Dame, you know, there's these guys out there that would just reach out to him. And um, he would give them advice and stuff, and he would talk with them. And obviously, because he's not here to do that anymore, I think LeBron is going to be one of those guys. And he will transition into that even as he retires. Now, my question then is, who will be the one to take over the actual Mamba mentality legacy? Giannis. Oh. Giannis is the one. Huh. Make your case. Make your case. So, I mean, he's already great in his own right. He also doesn't like care, like he's aloof in that manner. Where like, it's like I, I don't, I don't need to hang out with these people. <laughs> like I just mm. want to play basketball. Like he mm. really loves basketball. He's already a student of Mamba. Like Kobe worked with him and all that stuff, so he has the ties. And he continues to strive to get better, right? So as long as he can continue to improve, continue to love the game, and continue to push the pursuit. I mean, he, he has the chance. Like, really, before him, it, it was supposed to be Westbrook. Westbrook mm. was supposed to be the guy. Uh, I mean, Kobe even all, already, like, I see myself in him, the the dog, you know. Um, but it's too late for Westbrook. He, he, he can't do anything now. So, I think it's Giannis. I think if I, if I was a betting man, I'd, I'd give it to Giannis. I also see it in Zion. Mm. I'm like, oh, Zion. <laughs> You hung, you're, you're hungry. <laughs> not not in the big way, but in the baller way. <laughs> uh, um, and I guess another contender, even though he, even though I don't want to believe it, is Tatum. Mm, really, you think so? I mean he he's he's been a long student of Kobe. You know, and mm. I don't, I don't know if you have to be a student of Kobe to have the mama mentality, uh-huh. but I guess Kobe was a student of Jordan. No, you, you sure. gotta be a student. You gotta be a student. You gotta be hungry. You always gotta be willing to learn and uh, steal moves. Mm. And I think Tatum, <laughs> Tatum has it in him. He's playing well. He's playing better this year. I don't want to say well. He's playing better, but well, we'll we'll talk about Tatum a little bit later. <laughs> but so here's my thing. Um. So let me tell you who who I think's on the list, even though I don't think they're they're the one. As you mentioned, Russell Westbrook, because he has that like toughness and he yep. has that drive. But I don't think I think he lacks the desire to improve. Yep. You know, and, and completely understand the game. So he's out. It's too uh, late. He's Devin Booker. Yeah, I know. He's he's kind of he's kind of old too, and he's already passed it. Uh Devin Booker. Okay. I, as everyone knows, I love Devin Booker. Uh, I think he has amazing ability. I think he has a complete game. Uh, Game-wise, he honestly might be the closest right now. Like, skills-wise, the things he can do, the areas on the floor he can score from, and even just his ability to kind of, like, pick apart a defense. Um, I mean, he's he's crazy. I've talked about him many times, but he's, like, 28, 
you know, six and a half, four rebounds. He's shooting 50, 50 plus percent from the field. Um, you know, he's he can score from anywhere, but I don't know if he's a winner yet. He's not quite mature enough yet. He's just 23, so I'm going to give him a little bit of a let's wait and see, but I won't give it to him right now. Giannis, as much as I like him, and he's a maybe, but I'm not sure he's clutch, and I'm not sure he can elevate his level. You know, he seems kind of like a... I mean, he, he really reminds me of the next Shaq. Mm-hmm. You know, he's just like a dominant, a physically dominant player who definitely can win. But will he be able... Because Shaq was never really clutch. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because he never had to be and he couldn't shoot free throws. And Giannis also kind of has that problem. And so, I don't know. Kobe, I'm not sure. The last couple guys, Kawhi, who I think is very close... Doesn't have the charisma, but one big knock on Kawhi, physical durability, right? Kawhi, uh, Kobe had many 80-plus game seasons. Kawhi, not so much, right? The warrior then Ky- mentality. He doesn't have yeah, it. Yeah, he doesn't have it, right? He doesn't want to play every game. He's the, he's the what, what do they call it again? Load management guy, right? He's, he's, the, the, face- post, he's the poster boy. <laughs> he's the poster child for load management. He's the face of load management. Probably not a great, you know, Kobe would never do that, right? Uh, so Kyrie, okay. Kyrie has everything game wise. Also, he's got a lot I mean, offensive game again, similar to Booker, but even fancier, right? He's got the fancy, he's got the flair, he's got the clutch. He's got all that stuff. I don't know if he has the mental toughness. I don't know if he has a du- durability. Okay. So here's the one. Here it is, Cliff. It's definitely this person. Okay. Dame Dalla. Hmm. I do love me some Dame Dalla. Damian Lillard. He has everything. He has the skills. He has the determination. He has the drive. He has the competitiveness. He never wants to give up. He has loyalty. He doesn't want to leave Portland. He wants guys to come to him. Doesn't want to team up. Doesn't want to do super teams. He lets his play do the talking. He's clutch. He's a killer. He gets better every season. He's durable. He rarely ever misses games. He's charismatic. He never makes excuses. And do you know what he's doing over his last six games? <laughs> he, he's been insane. I think he's the only person in NBA history to have 40, 40 and 10 over he's six ab- games. Okay. okay. <laughs> Let me tell you his numbers over the past six games, okay? Yes, 10.2 assists, 7.2 rebounds, 48.8 points. He's averaging almost 50 points on 55% from the field and 57% from three. He's shooting 57% from three. Dude, he's what a shooting, beast. He's shooting close to 50% from beyond 25 feet, 25 to 29 feet. Whew. And on the season, he's shooting something like 45% from 30, from 30 plus feet. He's a baller. He is he a is, baller. He is ridiculous right now. He also There's has five... a he has a rap album just like Kobe did. <laughs> but he actually raps well. <laughs> K-O-B-E. A, le- a legit rapper. Kobe rapped with Tyra Banks on his, <laughs> his oh track. I, I love Dame. I love me some Dame Dalla, but 
You got to win something, dude. <laughs> okay. And but... I think he needs a little bit more of a personality. He doesn't have as much flair as Kobe did. Yeah, so he's a little different in that regard. I mean, it's not exactly like Kobe. No one's going to be exactly like Kobe, right? Of course. Yeah. I, I give that. But one, Giannis doesn't have much of a personality either. He's pretty thing. funny, though. Like, remember when they were doing the yeah. NBA draft? Or not the NBA draft, the All-Star yeah, draft? I mean, he's... he's, like, he's, hey, he's... LeBron picked AD. He's like, collusion? <laughs> <laughs> he's a little goofy, but like, the, like, Kobe was never really funny, though, either. He was very serious, like when it came to the game, you know, and generally he was very serious. It was only in the very later years, right? Like, like the thing about Kobe and I don't, I don't really care so much about the personality stuff. It's really like the on the court and like the attitude. And to me, Dame is the only one who brings that attitude. Like I saw it Friday. You know what? Going into the game Friday though, I knew we were going to lose. Like I didn't want to lose, but I thought, because I didn't know who was coming to town. And then I looked at the schedule and I was like, oh, crap. It's the Blazers. And Dame is the kind of guy that would think. See, in his head. Because I knew if a lot of other players came, they would have lost on purpose. Mm-hmm. Like, not not you know, not in an obvious way. But if any of these other guys came to town, they would think in their, you know, like in their heart, they would just be like, this is so sad. This is such a tragedy. We're here in L.A. And it just... It doesn't feel right to win. Do you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. so you would just kind of, like you would play hard, obviously. But at some point, when they start going on a run, you're not gonna you're not gonna be diving for loose balls. You know what I mean? Like you're not gonna be going a hundred percent. It's kind of like when you feel that sympathy. But I when I looked at the schedule and I saw it was Dave, I was like, this guy is not gonna care, <laughs> right? Like he's gonna think, no, my way of honoring Kobe is destroying them. Like that's yeah. what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna be like Kobe on the court. And it and I would just like wished I really wished that that's what LeBron would do, but I knew in my heart that 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 wasn't gonna be what he was gonna do. Like there was a moment nine minutes left in the fourth quarter when the whole crowd was chanting Kobe. They were like Kobe, Kobe, and LeBron had the ball at the top of the key and he passed it away so fast, mm-hmm. like he did not want to touch that ball. Kuzma ends up scoring on that play. You know, it's passed passed down to the baseline and Kuzma scores in the crowd. You know, cheers. But like. It's like, you know, it's like those those moments, right? And Dame was like, he wanted it, right? What did he say? At one point, they they zoomed up on him, and he was like, they can't. I think he said like, they can't effing stop me, something like that. <laughs> and you know, it's crazy, right? Because you're when you take it in context, you're like, oh come on, Dame, like like this is you know, let us win. You know what I mean? Like like just, but he won't, you know, because that 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 will sully like the integrity of the game he's not going to do that to me that is that is what it's about like dame right now to me is in his he's in his 06 kobe moment right now Mm -hmm. he doesn't have a great team he has to score every single point they're starting mellow a player who was not in the nba (laughs) he just he just entered the nba and starts on this team and they like need him and that just starts like 35 minutes. He's playing 35 minutes a night. They give him touches in the fourth as if he's like one of their like key options. <laughs> I don't know. To me to me it's Dame. You know, whether or not he ever wins a championship, you know, it's not I just feel like he he is the one to embody that part of it. You know, LeBron is definitely going to carry the legacy of the league right now, you know. 
But for Kobe's Mamba mentality, just that part of it, I, I feel like it's Dame. No disagreements there. I love me Dame Dalla. <laughs> he did it. He's more Iron Man than we thought. What do we have him? We changed. Oh, he's Black Panther. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But in the big in the big three of Portland, he he is Iron Man. Yeah. But CJ's I, Captain America. I still like him as Black Panther with Russell no, Westbrook as Thor. Killmonger. Actually, yeah. Maybe Black Panther maybe Black Panther will step into the The new leader of the Avengers. Yeah. Yeah. Um who is Hassan Whiteside? <laughs> oh. He's he's Thanos. Oh, he was Thanos. <laughs> and CJ CJ CJ's Mello. cap. Mellow's Fat Thor. Oh, Mellow's Fat Thor. <laughs> and the three of them are teaming up to beat that. Hey, okay. Aren't they doing it right now? You know what I saw from Hassan Whiteside one game ago? What? You'll uh, Guess what I saw from Hassan Whiteside one game ago in the fourth quarter? He set a screen? <laughs> no. Sat on the bench? <laughs> no, 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 something good. What is the best thing Hassan Whiteside could do? Pass to Damian Lillard? Even better. Even better. Get a rebound? Even better. Made 50, a jump 50 shot? 50 ball. 50 50 oh, ball. Oh, he dove on the ground? Yes, he did. Whoa. <laughs> oh, my gosh. He dove gosh. on the ground and saved a possession. Oh, my gosh, dude. That's that's like Black Panther having a conversation with Thanos to be like, dude, put the gauntlet down. <laughs> It's like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> what? You're right. I'm just going to hand the gauntlet over. Oh, my gosh, Dave. I do love me some Dave. They're going to make the playoffs. They yeah, are going I, to make the playoffs. I think they are going to make it. I think Memphis will fall off at some point and they'll make it. Yeah, they're they're going to make it. It's going to um, come down to the last, the last week of the season. And DeRozan and LaMarcus are just going to fall apart. <laughs> And Dame's gonna take it. It's, it's remarkable that the Blazers are twenty three and twenty seven, and Dame's been on this six game tear. Like, how much more does he have to do? Dude, he's gonna have to be. He's gonna have to average fifty for like, like a couple months. He's on an eight game thirty point plus streak. I mean, that's gotta go for like, it's <laughs> gotta go for like twenty five games at least. Oh, all right. Well, how do you end these things? What do you what do you say? I here? say all right. <laughs> that's my that's my verbal tick. <laughs> all right. That was uh what what did we call it? Kobe aftermath the Kobe effect. Kobe aftermath. Uh we'll be back after this with some sports news, including the Super Bowl. We'll be back. We are back. Thanks for listening to our ad. Anchor Sama, we still love you. <laughs> All right, Joe, on to the next one. So here's what we're doing for segment two. We are going to be uh, just recapping a bit of sports news, catching up with some stuff that we didn't, weren't able to get to. Um, obviously, uh, the Super Bowl was yesterday, and then the All-Star stuff came out a little while back. So we're going to be going over some of that stuff with a new game I like to call Kobe A or Kobe B. <laughs> there are going to be two choices in honor of Kobe. Um, so basically, you're just picking one of two choices, A or B. 
Kobe or Kobe. Let's start it off with some Super Bowl stuff. Uh, as you know, the Super Bowl was, well, yesterday, as of this recording, uh, the Chiefs over the Niners, 31 to 20. The Niners at one point in the fourth quarter were 96% likely <laughs> to win the Super Bowl. With How many seven minutes with, left. With seven minutes left. Um, Jimmy G went 3-4-11 with no touchdowns, one pick, and a 2.8 passer rating in the fourth quarter. Uh, the Chiefs' magical comeback was put together by Pat Mahomes. Uh, he first had a 10-play, 83-yard touchdown drive capped off with a throw to Travis Kelsey in the end zone to make it 20-17 to with 6-13 in the fourth. And then on the their ensuing possession, Mahomes led a brilliant 7-play, 65-yard scoring drive to give his team the lead with 2.44 left in the game. Uh, he found Damian Williams for a five-yard touchdown thanks to the stretching the ball across. If you remember, that was kind of controversial. He stretched it out, mm-hmm. and then you know they reviewed it, and it was touchdown. And then, of course, they ended it with another. Wait, what happened after that? It was a. Oh, it was a. They went f- uh, four and out, and then the the Chiefs scored again. So they were down twenty to ten entering the fourth, and they won thirty-one to twenty. Which is crazy, which goes along with your prediction. But, Cliff, here's my thing for you. The main reason for the outcome of the Super Bowl was Kobe A, the clutchness of Pat Mahomes, or Kobe B, the chokage of Jimmy G. Well, I really love Kobe. I got to go <laughs> Kobe on this one. Kobe beef. Because you know me. I love me some Patrick Mahomes. This guy mm. has been down 10 points every playoff game. And I told yeah. people that were watching this, it's going to happen again. He's going <laughs> to be down 10 points. In the Super Bowl, two two picks were his fault. They were pretty bad. One was badly thrown and one was thrown behind the receiver that Tyreek right. Yeah, Tyreek could, yeah. could, could barely catch. So and it, it was tipped, bad. Tipped, tipped fr- into a receiver's hands. The first one was real bad. It first was one was like real he bad. Just, Telegraphed, telegraphed yeah, was, right into uh, a defender's hands. And so he has a part to play in it. But outside of that, really, the Chiefs' problem all year, and people have been talking about it, is their defense, right? Their defense gives up a ton of points. Their defense was 25th ranked in the league. So they knew they were going to have issues, and they were down 10 points in every single playoff game. They were down 24 in the first half to the Texans. But Pat Mahomes brought it all the way back. He's thrown 300 yards every playoff game, 10 touchdowns total. He has two rushing touchdowns, 135 yards rushing in three games. This dude is unbelievable. Like, he makes a comeback. And there's this feeling that I have with him that he's going to make the right decision. And I haven't had that feeling since old school Aaron Rodgers where Mm. I was like, oh, this guy is always going to march the march the the game down. They're going to march the team down the field. Like there's nothing the defense can do to stop them when this guy is on the field. I don't even have that feeling with Tom Brady unless it's the fourth quarter. Then right. I'm like, oh, okay, Tom Brady's serious now. I don't know why the first three quarters. I'm like, he can't, he's just <laughs> they don't matter. He doesn't care. They don't matter. He doesn't it doesn't care. matter. That's he why. keeps giving the ball to his running backs. I'm like, what are you doing? You're Tom Brady. Right. Yeah. But that's how we feel with Patrick Mahomes. So as much as I love the story of Jimmy G. Chucking that we've talked about, <laughs> why do the Pats care? I I have to give it 
Kobe to Patrick Mahomes clutchness. It's funny because I'm also Kobe, uh, but basically the whole Super Bowl came down to two plays. It was Jimmy G. It was Emmanuel Sanders, right, Mm -hmm. splitting the double, going straight down, open, behind the defense. Jimmy G cannot make the throw. Overthrew. Overthrew him by like... Dude, by like by, five yards. By like five yards, yes. Yeah, it was Are pretty you bad. A real quarterback? <laughs> it was really not close. And honest, and that's when they were up. They were up 2010. Mm. They made that, that was the touch. nail. Yeah, that it's over. I mean, even Pat Mahomes, as amazing as he is, a 17 point lead, like a three score lead with however much time was left. There was not much time left in the game at that point. And then the other one was Pat Mahomes when he floated. That perfect pass to Sammy Watkins. Third and 15. Oh, that was beautiful. I, like, was kind of not paying attention because, you know, the kids were, like, running around and stuff. But I was, like, watching that play, and I was like, oh, my. That – it got me so excited because I was like, that was a beautiful throw. Hit him perfectly in stride. And and as we just said, Pat Mahomes really wasn't playing that well. But, man, when the fourth quarter came along, he was just on target every time. And so, but we got to talk about Jimmy G. <laughs> Jimmy G, ninety six percent chance to win. You're up ten points with seven minutes left to go. Okay, and also the 49ers defense, which is known as the best defense in the league. And you got a third and fifteen for the game, and you yeah. can't stop that. Oh, it's 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 bad. <laughs> it's bad. Do you well? Do you blame Kyle Shanahan at all? I mean, because I know a lot of people were coming down on him for bad, for like the play calls and just not running the ball enough and all this kind of stuff. They were up ten with seven minutes to go. <laughs> what did he do wrong there? You know, like maybe maybe he was starting to panic towards the end. Sure, but mm-hmm. he put his players in position to win, That's win true. the game. Yeah, right. I mean, play calling, like, Jimmy G was throwing the ball <laughs> it was, as well he started, as he could. He started 18 for 21. He was, he was like, on fire. He got yeah. him the plays he needed to. So don't blame the coach here. If you're going to blame anybody, you got to blame the 49ers <laughs> defense. Maybe it's the, play, maybe it's the defensive coordinator there and Jimmy Garoppolo. He couldn't <laughs> get it done. And for some reason... For some reason, Patriot fans really want this guy to succeed, <laughs> right? They really want this guy to be do so well. And not like us wanting Sasha to do well, like Sasha Vujicic. Like, if he won a championship in New York, it's like, oh, cool. Like, good for you. Like, you were one of us, right? But this is like, they're like, <laughs> they're like vengeful against their own organization sure. for sure. For trading Jimmy Garoppolo, who they think is the future of the NFL for some reason. And they're like, oh, we shouldn't have let him go. Like, that was the worst decision. We only got a second-round pick out of it that turned into seven picks that turned into nothing. No, guys. What you got out of it was a Super Bowl and Tom Brady. (laughs) Yeah, basically. That's what you got out of it. Yeah, what you you got? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, the Super Bowl where they destroyed the Rams. That's that's what you got out of it. Yeah, that's what you got out of it. I, I don't get it. I don't get it. Well, you know what though? So it's interesting because we've had these conversations about like when it's because it's weird, right? It's like when you want your ex to do bad, 
mm-hmm. but which would make sense, right? Right. <laughs> like, but it, this is weird where it's like you're with someone, but you want the ex to do well <laughs> so that you could be mad at your current, you know, the person you're currently with. <laughs> that's weird, right? Like, that's weird. <laughs> I don't get that. Well, I don't get it. I mean, I we, we were texting about this. I I do think it's like a Boston thing. Yeah. I think they're very it's like a blue collar kind of feel like that's what they like in their athletes. And they never like anybody, any of their athletes to be bigger than the city. Mm. And the Tom city Brady to is the, bigger. Tom Brady is bigger. He's the I goat. Mean, if you're the goat. Yeah. Which, of course, if we had the goat, we would champion the goat because we'd be like, of yeah, course. that's our boy. We try to goat. make Kobe the goat. <laughs> and some <laughs> right. people still believe it. I'm not right. one of them because Jordan is the GOAT. But still, people will yeah. be like, he's the GOAT. That's what we try to do. We try to elevate our guy. Mm-hmm. But for them, it's like, hey, hey, guy, you know, know your place. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> We're back. Did you see the Boston Super Bowl commercial? No, I didn't. I didn't get the, to see many. Pot? It was, like, too loud. <laughs> like, oh, it's not potty. A, yeah, they did a – um. Well, it's like a Hyundai commercial, I but see. Uh, yeah, you know. But that's what they like. Like they want their guy, like Larry Bird. Like they want yeah, their guy they to love be Larry Bird. contained within Boston. You know, mm-hmm. like it, they have to. They it's have their to have secret. That, like, yeah, like and, they uh, they love Tatum and Kemp. They like love Kemba. They love Kemba. Yeah, because Kemba's low key. Yeah, you know they they didn't like that. Kyrie, Kyrie tried to be bigger too, than Boston. Yes. That's a very, yes. very smart and interesting take I've never heard. <laughs> very, very, very smart. There are any Boston fans out there? Yeah, you, know, you guys aren't listening to this. <laughs> There's nobody. nobody Tell us if it's true. Why, why do you hate Brady? I don't understand. I don't get it. Why are you championing this guy, Jimmy G? Jimmy G. You there have the, the palm goat. Of his hands. You have the goat. Snatches defeat out of the jaws of victory. <laughs> I, don't, I don't get it. All right. Number two. Yeah. A uh, quick one. Uh, who do you think is going to challenge Pat Mahomes? Obviously, Pat Mahomes, you know, top of the football the world guy. right now. He's the guy. He's the guy. Who do you think is more likely to challenge him for that spot? Maybe see him late in the playoffs. Uh, Kobe A, Lamar Jackson. Kobe B, Deshaun Watson. Hmm. What about Kobe C, Russell Wilson? Oh, I was thinking going to Kobe C on this one. <laughs> I, I actually really? don't you think believe, Wilson. I don't believe in Deshaun Watson. Oh. I actually don't really believe in him. That's that's my hot take. I don't hmm. I don't I think he's a little overrated. Like mm. he he has big moments, but mm, like he doesn't play well a lot of games. Like he has yeah. some games that bring his he, average way up. Like he gets five right. touchdowns. Right. And he chokes hard sometimes when there's like a really important game. And, and, you know, I won't say Kobe C, Russell Wilson, because he's in the NFC, and they'd sure. have to meet in the Super Bowl to, like, really stop each other. I got to go right. Lamar Jackson. Kobe A, Lamar Jackson, mm. because Lamar Jackson is a freaking beast. Mm. That guy, as your nephew would know, can throw up <laughs> points, any point in the game. And if I were the NFL, I'd be scared. Because yeah. dual-threat quarterbacks are one thing, but dual threat quarterback this explosive and this accurate are really hard to come by with a really good coach. You got Harbaugh still behind the uh, clipboard. So uh, yeah. I got to go Kobe 
Lamar Jackson, but I think Cope C is the sleeper, the dark horse, Russell Wilson. <laughs> Are you at all worried that Lamar Jackson has not had a lot of playoff success? Well, he's only been in the playoffs twice, right? The past two seasons, and he has not fared that well. I think football, like Patrick Mahomes too, he had to have the learning experience. I think Lamar sure. Jackson has to have the humbling experience. Like going into it, I I knew they wouldn't do well. It's just a new atmosphere, new schematics. This in this entire defensive smart smart guys that scheme stuff just for you to right. not overcome. So right. uh, that was the first time he saw it. So now he's gonna have to reach back into his bag of tricks. Like this year was a surprise, right? He caught the league by surprise. People will be more prepared for him. So we'll see how he responds to that kind of pressure. Mm. Um, so I'm going to go Cope C also. Oh, nobody. Mm. <laughs> I think Pat Mahomes is, he has the perfect balance. I mean, I, I heard Shannon Sharp say this, that you basically need a mobile co- quarterback at this point, mm-hmm. you know, in the NFL and all, and all the guys basically in the divisional round, even like Aaron Rodgers is somewhat, mo- yeah. you know what I mean? Like pretty mobile. At Russell least Wilson's Aaron Rodgers level. Yeah, and so, but I I still believe that more the Russell Wilson type, the Russell Wilson Pat Mahomes type, yeah. who doesn't run a lot. Yeah, you know, doesn't rush a lot. Like right. they'll run around in the backfield to get open for passes. You're not calling a play for them to rush. Right. They're ever. not doing some kind of wildcat or something. No. Yeah, like, but to me, Lamar Jackson and Deshaun Watson, they both do that a little too much. Yes, I agree. They they both get first downs with their legs a little too much and. I don't I'm still not completely convinced. You risk being Cam Newton. Yes. And you yeah, not only can you get hurt but yeah, it takes something like I feel like it takes a little bit of confidence away from your arm. Mm-hmm. Because even when you can do it, you know that there's this other option. It's kind of like a almost like a safe option. Like I know I can get these yards if I need to, but there is like an there is a detrimental effect over time, I feel like. And so I feel like Pat Mahomes has the perfect balance. Because mm-hmm. he's got it, you know, like he because he runs a little bit more than Russell Wilson just to get out of trouble. Like when they really needed it, like they really needed a couple of those first downs and he just went and got him with his legs. But it was only those couple. And mm-hmm. then all the rest were just it was just enough to keep the defense honest. And then, you know, it bought him enough time to make the throws. And so I don't know, man, I feel like Pat Mahomes, not that he's going to, they're going to win every Super Bowl or something like that, but I do feel like he's going to be the, the guy. And he he not, is the guy. He, like, he he's, the he's guy. there. Yeah. Like he probably is the number one quarterback now. Like, and he's going to yeah. be that for however long he does. I think the question is over under four Super Bowl trophies for him. <sighs> man. I mean, Super Bowls are tough. They're though. really tough, right? They're really tough. I would go under on that just right now, just because, just knowing how tough it is and how many things have to go right. But if it were, oh, like, I mean, I don't know. I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah. I mean, if he got somehow got to five, there's only which been would be two insane. players in NFL history that have gotten five <laughs> rings, and there's only one person that has six rings, and that person is hated by his own. <laughs> Fans. Yeah, because they should have got Jimmy G. They should have kept Jimmy G. What? Who is this guy? Who is this TV guy? All right, moving on. Hey, he ain't retiring, by the way. He, <laughs> he ain't, he ain't retiring. He got that Hulu money now. Yeah. 
<laughs> he's cutting he's cutting ties with TV, but not with football. <laughs> Moving on to All Star news. So, um, the past couple weeks, all the All Stars have been announced. Um, I'll give you the East All Stars first. Here are the starters: Giannis Antetokounmpo, the captain. Yep. Uh, Joel Embiid, Easy. Pascal Siakam, yep. Kemba Walker, yeah. Trey Young. Oh. <laughs> um, the East All Star reserves: Jimmy Butler, Ben Simmons, Kyle Lowry, Krillin. Oh, Krillin! <laughs> Chris Middleton, who dropped fifty one recently, uh, Demontis Sabonis, Good one. Jason Tatum, our boy, in quotes, and Bam Adebayo. Oh, Demontis and Bam, the DFS All-Stars, <laughs> dude. <laughs> Cliff, my question for you. Who is the least deserving East All-Star? And actually, I have to go three. Kobe A, Trey Young. Kobe B, Jason Tatum. Nah, they deserve it. Kobe C, Krillin. You know where I'm going here. <laughs> Mr. Baldhead, six dots. <laughs> Destructo <laughs> disc. I'm going with Kyle Lowry, our boy Krillin here. How can you go Krillin here? Okay, let me give you Krillin stats. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 19 points per game, seven assists, 4.5 rebounds, 41% from the field. I mean, like, but his team. His team is in, like, second place. Yeah, yeah, his team is in second place. He's missed 11 games, you know? Like, sure. he's missed a lot of games, and his numbers aren't great enough for me to be like, oh, wow, Krillin, like, you're you're really <laughs> carrying the team right now. What an all-star you are. Like, sure, like, borderline all-star. Like, I, I wouldn't be that mad if it wasn't for, like, maybe another guy that got snubbed out of this. Sure. What do you think? Um, well, I'm going to go. You know where I'm going. As much as I want to go Trey Young, Trey Young's got great numbers. He's 29, 9 assists, 4.5 rebounds, 44% the shooting. The Hawks have won 13 games out of they're 50. So bad. They're so bad. They're like the worst team in the NBA. Like, as much as I don't think that record matters that much for All-Stars, like, you can't, you can't be the worst team in the league. And have an all-star. That seems It's strange. Bad. It seems bad. And so uh, as much as I want to go Trey Young, I'm still going to go B, Jason T- Kobe, Jason Tatum. Wow. Okay. And, and this is this is the reason, okay? Jason Tatum, 21.5 points, 6.5 rebounds. That's good. Shoot. You know what? I did this wrong. <laughs> I wanted to do a blind stat thing. <clears throat> okay, anyways, it's okay. It's too late. <laughs> 21.5.6.5 rebounds, three assists on 43.5% shooting. But here's the thing. Jalen Brown on the same team. Because if you want to reward a team that's playing well, Jalen Brown, 20.5 points, one less point. Okay, 6.5 rebounds, same rebounds. Yeah. 2.5 assists, half an assist less, 50% shooting. Yeah. Like, Jalen Brown has been more the catalyst for this team than Jason Tatum has. And by the way, if you look at all the advanced metrics, like wind shares, you know, VORP, like all that stuff, Jalen Brown's a little bit higher than Tatum in all of those things. Mm-hmm. Like, 
I don't, I don't, like, I feel like Tatum's just getting on there because people just think he's supposed to be better. But actually, Jalen Brown has been a lot better for this team, and he's really been a, a big part of why the Celtics are playing well. Yeah, yeah. I'm not that mad, though. I'm like, Tatum, Jalen Brown, whatever. <laughs> it's one and the same. You get one of, it, you get two slots. And here's the thing. The reason that I would keep Krillin over Tatum, I'd actually keep Krillin over both of them. Wow. T- Tatum or Trey Young. And the reason is this. Um, if all things being equal for all stars, I'd rather give it to the older player. Mm. Yeah, everything being equal. More chances. Equal. Yeah, for the younger guy. Espe- yeah, especially if it's like this. You know what I mean? Because these guys are really young. Yeah. Like unless it's really clear cut, you know. Like if it was Trey Young's it, numbers and the team had like. So basically, uh, like, like Luca. If it was like Luca. Yeah. If it's like yeah, of course. You know, of course. You know, but even if it's like Trey Young and the team just had like five more wins. You know, then I'd give it to Trey Young. But, like, you can't be the worst. Like, you can't be so terrible and be rewarded for that. That's what I think in terms of winning. But, yeah, I, I just give it to Krillin because it's like, you know, like, I, I feel like if you're a perennial all-star and you're at that level and, you know, your numbers are basically there and your team's playing really well, like, I'd still rather reward that guy. I just don't <laughs> think Krillin's even the second best player on his team. <laughs> Dude, my boy Fred Van Vliet. That guy is the second yeah. best player on that team. I think in real life he is, but he's inconsistent. He he's is. up and down. He is. He is. So. All right. Okay. So, uh, West All-Stars. Mm-hmm. Okay. Here are the West All-Star starters. Anthony Davis, Luka Doncic, uh, James Harden, LeBron James, Kawhi Leonard. Mm-hmm. No doubt. No doubt. <laughs> no doubt. They got no it doubt. right. And Everyone, you got, got it right. It. They got it right. Uh, West All-Star Reserves. Uh, Jokic, yeah, Nikola Jokic, uh, Dame Dalla, oh, Damian God, Lillard, West is stacked. Spider Mitchell, Donovan Mitchell, mm-hmm. uh, Stifle Tower, Rudy Gobert, mm-hmm. CP3, Chris mm-hmm. Paul, uh, Brandon Ingram, oh, good for you, who has no B. nickname, BI, <laughs> and uh, Russell Westbrook, Killmonger himself, the Killmonger, okay, uh, least deserving West All Star, Kobe A, Brandon Ingram, Kobe B, Chris Paul. Oh, man, this is tough. I mean, all things being equal, OKC has the better record. They do. They have a pretty good record. They have a good record. They're like 10 games above 500. They're like 10 games over 500. Chris Paul's numbers, though, I'll I'll throw Chris Paul's numbers at you. 17, 7, and 5 on 48% shooting. Yeah, it's pretty like... Pretty pedestrian. Yeah, pretty pedestrian, especially for him. Yeah. Especially for him. It's like the lower, it's on the lower side of his career numbers. Like, wouldn't you want SGA in there? And his numbers aren't great either. Mm. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's unclear. I, I think part of it is like, it's unclear why OKC is good. People <laughs> 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 are just like, we should get somebody from this team, right? But it's like, Chris Paul, I guess. Like it, no. that's just kind of the assumption. That's like the Celtics. It's like how, how? That's true. But I mean, they have like Kemba Walker and like Gordon Hayward, and you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. they so still they have, have the legitimate. They have the yeah, names. They, have, they have players. They have legitimate players. And Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Like I'm not saying they're yeah. not bad. You know what I mean? Like, what's it gonna be, Cliff? Oh. Uh... 
I'm going to have to go Kobe. <laughs> Brandon Ingram. Uh, why? No, no, no. Sorry. Kobe. Co- oh, you're Kobe. Going CP3. I'm going to go CP3 here. Brandon Ingram has been tearing it up, right? He has been. Like, he, he's been a monster. It's not his fault that Drew Holiday's on this team and then he sucks <laughs> up the life out of it. <laughs> You know, like when when Drew was out, like really Brandon Ingram was carrying this thing, and their record is not that terrible. Like it's it's not that bad. It's a yeah, few games moment. under uh, under Portland the spot. Yeah, yeah, under Portland, under under San Antonio. Like it's hard though not to reward OKC for what they've done when I thought they'd be the worst team in the West. <laughs> That's true. You know, and. But Brandon? still, uh, but still, I personally am the guy that's like, uh, who cares about team record, right? So I got to go, Brandon Ingram. The numbers speak for themselves. Yeah, Brandon Ingram for the record: twenty-five points per game, six point five rebounds, uh, four and a half assists, a steal, and a block Jeez. on forty-seven percent shooting, forty from three. He's playing very well. He's playing very well. Eighty-six from the line. He's playing very well, and yet, I think I'm gonna pick Brandon Ingram. Mm. <laughs> I think I'm going Kobe because New Orleans has been pretty disappointing to me. Yeah. And they have more like they have more talent than OKC. They do. I'd say they have quite a bit more talent than OKC and they have like inverted win loss records, right? Like OKC is like 30 and 20 and um, New Orleans is like 20 and 30. And I don't know. I think I always feel like you have to reward winning. Mm. And so, or, or, you know, numbers matter, but they matter in terms of, like, getting you to wins, right? Or else they become empty numbers. And so, I think I would give it to Chris Paul, which is weird. It's pretty weird. (laughs) Over Brandon Ingram? I mean, I don't know. I don't feel good about that, but I don't know. That's what I'm going to say. Now, if we're going to take some guys out, we got to put some guys in. Okay. So, Cliff, biggest snub. Now, <laughs> these are actually two of my boys, two guys you've never heard of, Cliff. <laughs> Guy number one, Devin Booker. Who? 27 points per game, 6.5 assists, four rebounds on 51% shooting. Oh, is that the guy that only wins 20 wins a season? <laughs> <laughs> they already made it to 20 wins, okay. <laughs> um, Kobe, Brad Beal. Oh, I got Bradley his numbers. 17-3-3. Mr. 17-3-3. Mr. 29 points, six rebounds. Oh, I'm sorry. Six assists, four and a half rebounds on 45% shooting. Cliff, who is the bigger snub, Book or Beal? Kobe. Bradley Beal. Here's the thing, right? We're doing East and West. You, You know what I said about the West? I was like, the West is stacked. I'm like, oh, wow. The West has a lot of stacked people. The East? Krillin? <laughs> Tatum, Trey Young. If you're gonna, if you're gonna honor Trey Young, <laughs> like, come on, Bradley Beal. No, seriously, that's <laughs> like, how, that's just nonsense here. Come on, man. That's really like I don't. You can't give it to like Trey Young. Like you can't give it to Trey Young because it creates way too much. Like, there's no criteria then. You know what I mean? It's like, that's not that's not fair to, like, Bradley Beal. Seriously. But, of course, I'm actually going with A, Devin Booker. <laughs> Kobe. 
Kobe Devin Booker. <laughs> Devin Booker's amazing, man. Honestly, he played really bad today, by the way. But this is like the first bad game he's had like all season. Honestly, like this guy, he's been incredibly consistent this year. He's shooting fifty one percent. He's a he's a guard, and like his game, he is really evolving. Like in two years, he's gonna be on this kind of Dame terror level. Where when he wants to, he can just turn it on and get 50 points like anytime he wants. And yeah. if you're going to put Ingram in, this is my thing. If you're going to put Ingram in, then then Booker should get it over Ingram. Mm. Because they're, they're they, up to the point of the voting, like Phoenix was playing better than New Orleans with less, really, in my opinion, with less talent. And Booker's playing better than Ingram straight up. Like if you just put their numbers side by side, he's better. And so... I would have gave it to I would have gave it to Booker. Yeah, and he'll shoot you to twenty wins. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Cliff. Last one, <laughs> last one here. Um, back to the Super Bowl for this last one. Okay. Uh, as you know. The halftime show. Dude, it was, was fire. It was fire. <laughs> it was so good. It was the best halftime show I've seen in a really long time. It's it was one of the yeah, it's one of the better shows that they've had in a really long time. Um my, my Super Bowl party Sh- was uh they were like singing the lyrics. Like I haven't seen that <laughs> in a long time. Like people are like hyped that it's happening. It's interesting. What usually happens is people are hyped, and then it starts, and then people start getting snacks and stuff. Exactly. Right? Right, <laughs> like people exactly. start walking away and doing things. Yeah. So my question is, Shakira or J-Lo? Kobe, Kobe. Kobe, Shakira, Kobe, J-Lo. Who carried that halftime show? Oh, my God. They were so good. They were both so good. And they actually – I know they had separate points, but they really came together at the end. <laughs> You know, they were like high fiving and hugging yeah, they were like a team. They were like a team. This is like, but who's the alpha? Cliff? Oh man, who is the one to the one A? Oh Kobe. man, oh Kobe, man, Kobe Shakira, Kobe J Lo. This is a this is harder than any other question <laughs> you've asked me today. <laughs> you must decide. <laughs> Uh, uh, man, is this just like influence ba- bias? Like LeBron? Like I just think LeBron's the alpha, not Anthony Davis. <laughs> I <laughs> when think 80s I ha- is I- the true alpha. <laughs> yeah, when 80s is the true alpha. Like I really want to pick Kobe, but I think I just have to pick Kobe. I think J Lo carried uh, more, and, I, and here's here's the reason why. Just on name alone, on name alone. No, no. Clint. Here's the reason why. I think her dance routines, like, I was, like, jaw-dropped at her dance routines. I was like, oh, my gosh, are we watching ABDC right now? Like, <laughs> she really brought it. And she um, had the, like, really, like, slow bounces, too. Like, I was like, mm. okay. Mm. And, and she has good songs. Uh, I didn't realize some of her songs. She does have good songs. Yeah. yeah. Like, I forgot. Like, those are her songs. I was like, oh, yeah, dude. Yeah. The 90s, they were the best. Like, Jenny from the Block. Yeah, and like, dude. Uh, funny. Yeah. What's it called? The one with uh, Ja Rule. <laughs> you care, we share, baby, because I'm real. <laughs> yeah. 
oh dang that song's good like she has so many good songs but shakira oh man i feel bad but i'm gonna go kobe 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 j-lo i also have to go kobe j-lo shakira i mean shakira's entertaining to watch but j-lo she's she has that yeah maybe it is nostalgia Hmm. maybe it's just because i was never really into you know shakira's music and so, but J-Lo, like when it, when it plays, you know, something hits you. And also J-Lo was the one who did the tribute hmm. and Shakira was nowhere to be found. So I got to give it to Kobe, J-Lo. But respect, Perry. Shakira. But respect. Man. But respect. It was good. It was a good halftime. They haven't, they haven't had a halftime show that good in a really long time. Yeah, it, it was super good. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I a, guess all right really is that's the key how you wrap it up. Word. That's how you wrap all it right. up. All right. All right. Uh, that was Kobe A or Kobe B. That was a good game. Let us know if game. you like this game, if it should come back, or if it should disappear forever. We will be back with our two for the road after this. All right. We're back. Two for the road. Joe, what is your one for the road? So uh, my one for the road is a book recommendation. It's actually, it's so interesting because, so it's this book, um, Good to Great by uh, Jim Collins. It is, um, well, the full title is Good to Great, Why Some Companies Make the Leap and Others Don't. Uh, It's a management book, describes how companies transition from being good companies to great companies and how most companies fail to make that transition. Uh, was a bestseller, sold 4 million copies. The reason I'm bringing this book up is because it, it is a book that I read. Um, I don't remember when I read this. It's like maybe eight or nine years ago. I think it was just before we did our church plant. But um, it talks about like seven characteristics of, of good to great companies. Um, things about leadership. First who, then what. Well, I'll just tell you the, the titles. Confront the brutal facts. Uh, the hedgehog. The hedgehog concept, which is actually one of the keys of the book, uh, which is figuring out what you're really good at and kind of just honing that um, like a hedgehog, because a hedgehog has like these. It's basically just good at one thing, and that's what it sticks to. And that's that's what it's all about. Uh, the culture of discipline, technology, accelerators and the flywheel. Um, so it's interesting Definitely recommend it. It's a good read. The reason I bring it up is because I actually heard this. um, I heard Chris Broussard uh, talking about how Kobe read this book, Mm. uh, Good to Great by Jim Collins. And I thought it was so interesting. I was like, oh, what the? Like, I've read that book. And Kobe, I forgot exactly when this was. I think it was like, I think it was like, 08 or 09 it was like around that time around the second championship run time Mm -hmm. and he was so excited about it and he said he was like emailing back and forth with chris broussard and telling him the things that he was learning from this book and like just his how much his leadership was developing which i find really interesting because you know his leadership style did kind of change and develop around that time and one of the things he said was like don't tell he told Chris Broussard this. He said, don't tell like LeBron or like any of those guys, like the younger guys, like about this book or that I'm reading this book <laughs> because he, he felt like it was such a, I don't know, like a gem, you know, it was like one of those things. Yeah. Like it was one of those things. He, he felt like he had discovered some secret 
about leadership and he didn't want other guys to catch on to it and to read it. So I was just like, oh, you know, it's it's a book I've read and I can recommend. And, you know, it, it falls in line with kind of uh, the theme of Kobe recently, a story about him. And so, hey, if you want your leadership to be a little bit more Mamba-esque, <laughs> then maybe check out this secret book um, that Kobe enjoyed, Good to Great, Jim Collins. That is my one for the road. Cliff, what's your one for the road? My one for the road is about The Good Place. So The Good Place, <laughs> the good place. had its season finale uh, last week. Um, mm. A series finale, sorry. Series finale. Oh, it's over. It's over. And something that I appreciate about The Good Place is that it was four seasons. You know, mm-hmm. you know, I don't like it when they drag it on for too long. Shows like you kind of run out of material. Um, and I feel like for them, they were starting to run out of material in season four because there's only <laughs> so many ways you can mess with the afterlife. Sure. Um, and, uh, you know, it's it, it came to its series finale. And I, I won't give away too much about it. But, uh, you know... The Good Place known for its comedy, and I thought they kind of took the mantle, the legacy of the communities that came before it uh, to like really have a really strong cast that liked each other and had good chemistry with each other and also had really good writing and really good quips. Like, uh, <laughs> I don't. Do you watch The Good Place? I I'm like in season one right now. There's somewhere. A, there's a character named Jason Mendoza. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I uh, yeah. His his co- I'm gonna read you like three of his quotes. Uh, uh-huh. One one character says, uh, "Hopefully none of you are claustrophobic." He says, "Claustrophobic? Who would ever be scared of Santa Claus?" <laughs> oh, the Jewish. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> he says. I know this sounds crazy, but I'm starting to think there might be more to life than amateur street dancing competitions. <laughs> <laughs> and lastly, my favorite one, I want you to be thinking about dance 24-7. That means every day you think 20 thoughts about dance <laughs> for seven minutes. <laughs> uh, I, I like just really good. But, um, you know, one character at the end gave this quote uh at, at in the series finale i don't think it'll ruin that much <laughs> but dang it come on man <laughs> it's all right go ahead it says uh picture a wave in the ocean you can see it measure it its height the way the sunlight refracts when it passes through and it's there and you can see it you know what it is it's a wave and then it crashes in the shore and it's gone but the water is still there the wave was just a different way for the water to be for a while. And the wave returns to the ocean where it came from, where it's supposed to be. And, you know, that's kind of the way, uh, like, you know, just like that kind of completionism um, was such an interesting time to have this series finale happen after the Kobe death Mm. and kind of how, you know, like you see it, it was beautiful. You saw it happen and it just comes back as water and then it's Mm. all water, you know? And so, um, it was an interesting way to kind of 
close out that series. What a wonderful series it was. It was really funny, and I really enjoyed it. But in a heartfelt way, because, you know, they're dealing with death and the afterlife and existence and all of that sure. stuff. And in that micro I thought it was just coincidental that it all kind of came together. And, you know, it helped me kind of think about just, you know, it's beautiful while it happens. And then it effervesces into something that's just what it's supposed to be. So uh, a nice end. And I, I like that. That's kind of even like a thought about the show itself, like it just came and it's gone, you know? And so mm. like, it doesn't have to always exist there. Like a wave's never meant to just always be a wave, but it's meant to go back into the ocean. So, um, mm. yeah. Uh, if you need a recommendation for the good place, I will recommend it. It's a good show. <laughs> um, but I, 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 I thought that nice little quote was, something that was really beautiful that really touched me this week. So I wanted to share it. Nice. Nice. But if you need one more quote. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, no, I think that's good. I think everyone's pretty good with that quote. Um, I wasn't a failed DJ. I was pretty successful. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think that's it. All right is the term that wraps everything up. <laughs> Don't tell them our secrets. <laughs> our secret transition words. All right, thanks everyone for listening to the People's Pod. Subscribe, like, comment, share, rate. Give us five stars. We'll be back next week with more nonsense. This was SPR with Cliff and Joe. Peace. Peace. All right. Okay, Cliff. Last one. One bonus one. Last one. Really the last one. Definitely, maybe, of all the players in the NBA, the player that has been least affected by Kobe's death is James Harden. (laughs) I don't know why, but James Harden just seems not to care about this at all. Like some players are like Chris Middleton went crazy and he dropped 50 points. Like Trey Young's been doing so. Ola, did you see Oladipo? Oladipo came mm. back from injury. He hits a game tying three, his mm-hmm. first game back, and they're interviewing they're interviewing him in the post game, and it's like tears. Mm-hmm. And he's just like Mamba mentality. That's yeah. all he's like. He's just yeah. like Mamba mentality. Yeah. And I was like so moved by that. And James Harden has not said anything. This guy's <laughs> not tweeted. He's not put out anything on Instagram. He's not said anything in any press conference. And he played worse. <laughs> like he just like really was bad for a while. He was five for eighteen the first game. <laughs> what's what's he he like doesn't care. <laughs> 
I mean, you know, you could make the argument that maybe he's playing bad because he's like grief stricken, but I just don't. I don't think it is. Just doesn't seem seem sad. Definitely, maybe Cliff James Harden has not been affected. Dude, definitely, he's not been affected. (laughs) (laughs) He like he like doesn't care. Just does whatever. (laughs) He's just in his own world. He doesn't even know what happened. Do you think Russell Westbrook like reminds him? Yeah, he's like, like oh, his, oh yeah, oh yeah. Don't dance on, don't dance on the bench. <laughs> I forgot. Like James Harden is still doing his dance routine, like because like him and Westbrook <laughs> dance every time, right? And Westbrook's like, dude, dude. He's like, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. My bad, my bad, my bad. Oh, James Harden, James Harden. It's also, Has he said anything? No, he deleted his Instagram. <laughs> Oh, it's like a, you know, you know, it's just not for everybody, you know, <laughs> it's not for everybody. Maybe it was after Kobe said, you can't play that t- style in the playoffs. And James Harden's like, well, I guess I hate this guy. <laughs> but I'm looking, I'm looking up an article. Man, we can't do this. He said James something? James Harden, he, <laughs> James Harden, he like had some emotional thing. Oh, Actually, I don't know. So here's the article. Um, it said Sunday's loss to the Nuggets was an. This is like a few days. This is like last week. Sunday's loss to the Nuggets was an emotional one for Houston, uh, featuring tears and poignant moments from 30-year-old center uh, Tyson Chandler and veteran point guard Austin Rivers. Rockets superstar James Harden was also reportedly, <laughs> reportedly affected by Brian's death. Kobe's death cut Harden deeply. The Athletics Kelly Ico Ico wrote on Thursday, Harden cried before the Jazz game, as did other players. Everyone grieves differently, so listening to Harden summarize the week and once to come, it was clear to see the pain still on his face, his sarcastic grin non-existent. Um, but, <laughs> wait. So Harden briefly noted the emotional toll in the past week on Wednesday, but largely discussed the Rockets' on-court performance. Houston will host its first home game in over a week on Friday, playing Luka Doncic and the Mavs after a four-game road trip. The Rockets went 2-2 two and two on the road trip. This is what Harden said. A lot of ups and downs, Harden said on Wednesday night. Obviously, that's just in being on the road for a week. A lot of emotion. Obviously, we had a t- tough week, but 2-2 two and two isn't bad. We want to be better, but now we go home and try to finish off these few games. What? <laughs> What the? <laughs> what are you talking about, James? <laughs> this... <laughs> Come on, man. We know he's not grieving. Come on, man. You ain't true. Oh, okay. What was that? Those were his comments. I don't. I don't know. What in the world? I I, I saw know. this article from Sports Illustrated, and it's like James Harden. You know what's funny that I just realized? The word "deeply" is in quotes. 
<laughs> so it says James Harden deeply affected my Kobe oh, Bryant's death. Oh, I see. Not like a direct quote, but an air quote. <laughs>